Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power. Every individual's actions matter in preserving resources. Join the ripple effect to build a more resilient water future. Learn more about water programs, workshops, and ways to save at pwpweb.com slash the ripple effect. Welcome to Air Talks TV Talk from LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle. Every Thursday, I'm joined on Air Talk by professional TV critics to review and discuss the newest cable TV, broadcast, and streaming series. With so much content available, we know it's hard to pick something to watch, and we're here to help. All right, let's meet this week's critics. Danette Chavez of uh, Primetimer, where she's editor-in-chief, and Christina Escobar of latinamedia.co. Christina is the co-founder and TV critic of Latina Media. Let's start with what was seen at the Sundance Film Festival, where Christina was in attendance, and a couple of docu-series that are intended for television were shown. Uh, One of them, with three directors behind it, Richard Linklater, Ileana Sosa, and Alex Stapleton, God Save Texas, is the docu-series. Christina, good to have you with us. Please tell us about it. Thank you so much for having me, Larry. Yeah, so God Save Texas is this docu-series based on a book exploring different facets of Texas. And I think it'll be a really interesting watch for Californians who may have um, some outsider perspectives about the state, about what it is really like to live in Texas and to be the recipient of some of those Texas policies, whether it's um, immigration and border um, issues or how we get our oil or the death penalty. Each of the episodes focuses on one of those things, and they're told from a filmmaker's perspectives who has a hometown stake in those particular areas. The episodes may veer on earnest, but they really do shed a light on important stuff that is happening in our country that we could better understand the human cost of what's going on. God Save Texas, the docu-series, screened at the Sundance Film Festival that's on right now. Uh, Christina, do we know where this might be shown? We don't yet. Um, That's part of the fun and challenge of Uh. watching stuff at festival at Sundance. Um, But it does seem like, you know, it could get picked up partly because it has those really big um, marquee names in terms of the directors behind it. So I'm hopeful that somebody will indeed pick it up and it'll reach a mass audience, whether that's on a streamer or on PBS, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Con Body versus Everybody, another docu-series screened at Sundance. Please tell us about it. Yeah, so this is a series that follows a man named Cas Marte, who was formerly incarcerated. And while he was in jail, he got himself in shape. He developed his own workout using um, body weight, stuff he could do in solitary confinement. He then taught it to the other inmates. And when he went out, he started his own business doing that same type of workout, eventually growing to found a gym and employ all these other formerly incarcerated Folks in the documentary by Deborah Granick of Winter's Bone, again, another big name um, in the industry, follows him and the other people who work with him. And this is a beautiful and heart-wrenching tale, really powered by Cosmarte's 
charisma. You really believe and root for him. Um, and and the people who are part of his community and you see how they support him. I will say at Sundance, they brought Cosmarte out and he led a workout, which I did. <laughs> you did it, huh? Good. <laughs> I did. And I, I was happy at the end not to throw up. It was so, so hard. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'd had this sort of, and the documentary features plenty of the workouts as well. So it has that sort of fun mix of pushing yourself physically, but also a really important social justice issue that is just still continues to decimate black and brown communities. Con Body versus Everybody, the docuseries screening at the Sundance Film Festival, where Christina was in attendance. Uh, let's move on to a, a new series on the Mac streaming service, or I should say a, a, a series that's been around. It's in its final third seasons. The Canadian com- comedic drama, sort of, starring uh, Bilal Beg, Amanda Cordner, and Gray Power. Um uh, Bilal Bey, uh, uh, Fab Filippo are the co-creators of the series. Danette, what do you think of this final third season of Sort Of? You know, um, this has always been a different sort of uh, coming-of-age story, right? Um, Bilal Beg is a non-binary performer, and they play this messy millennial navigating several layers of their identity, not just being non-binary, but uh, being first-generation Pakistani-Canadian, being millennial at a time when, you know, um, we're still where we're constantly shifting what where the generational uh divide is um i wanted to talk about the show because i do really enjoy it it's warm and a little melancholy the protagonist is searching and also somebody who you kind of want to shake by the shoulder sometimes Uh, i think if you liked fleabag uh, you should definitely seek out sort of um but also you know just in terms of like a broader discussion this kind of character journey um for a while you know the, the this kind of story was debuting alongside you know big puzzle box shows and uh you know uh more crowd pleasing escapist kind of comedies right like your ted lassos but now dramedies like sort of and the flight attendant and our flag means death which incidentally are all on mats you know, they're essentially an, an endangered species. And it feels like we're eulogizing a mini era of programming. Um, and, you know, I don't want to let these shows go into the good night <laughs> without mm-hmm. uh, speaking up for them one more time. Uh, and there are three sh- seasons of the show waiting to be discovered right now on Max. Sort of is the series on Max in its third and final season. Of this third season, four of the episodes have released. Episodes five and six will be out on Thursday, February 3rd, and there will be a total of eight episodes in the final season of Sort of. Champion is that Netflix series that I just mentioned earlier uh, about uh, musicians Bosco and Vida Champion. The series stars Deja J. Bowens and Malcolm Camuletti. Uh, Candace Carty-Williams is the creator of Champion. Danette, what do you think of the series? Um, it It's unfortunately one of those shows that arrived just um, at, at the start of the year, when you know everybody was probably still thinking about the best of last year's shows and also the Emmys, um, but you know I I think it's another part of uh, our our TV history. The last time I was on, I was talking about soap opera rhythms and the importance of remembering that. And Champion is very much a primetime soap, um, just 
it's just streaming on Netflix. Uh, it's a worthy successor to a show like Lee Daniels's Empire, uh, which you know uh, really helped uh, Taraji P. Henson reach like a new level of the stratosphere. Um, it's got lots of sibling rivalry, glamour, parents withholding their love, a lot of musical interludes. It is, um, those are some of the most dynamic scenes in the show. Um, they feature, you know, the show features like grime uh, artists. Um, uh, Malcolm is uh, an alum of Top Boy, um, which also, you know, which also features some grime performers. Um, but, you know, I, I compared it to Empire. And Empire is a show that at one point had a threesome with a ghost. <laughs> There were two characters that had a, a threesome with the ghost of one of uh, the characters' dead wife. Um, and that show looks restrained compared to Champion. Um, it, I don't recommend binging it. Uh, I think you're better off watching it one episode a night because like a primetime soap, um, it just packs so much. Uh, Candace Carty Williams is the author of Queenie, um, which had like another, uh, you know, great... Um, young woman protagonist. I think uh, Deja does a great job as Vida. She's, you know, very much someone who's been toiling in obscurity and she makes the most of her time in the spotlight mm -hmm. and it ends on a pretty big cliffhanger. Uh, so I will not be surprised if we get another season of it. But again, I recommend pacing yourself. It started airing on BBC One in the UK uh, the summer of last year. Netflix bought the rights uh, to see it outside the UK and Ireland. So here in the States, we get a chance to see Champion, uh, the British musical drama series on Netflix. All eight episodes are now streaming. When we come back, we'll hear about the Hulu series Death and Other Details and The Woman in the Wall. This is TV Talk from LAist 89.3. We'll be right back after this. Support for LAist comes from Will Gear Theatricum Botanicum, returning with a season of outdoor summer repertory theater on its scenic stage in the woods of Topanga with picnicking in the gardens before the show. A Midsummer Night's Dream is back along with The Winter's Tale, Wendy's Peter Pan, and Tartuffe Born Again set at a TV station in Baton Rouge. And for a contentious election year, Bernardo Cubrias, the Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx, Latin vote. Tickets at theatricum.com. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Hi, this is Larry Mantle, and you're listening to Air Talk's TV Talk, a weekly review of the newest cable TV, broadcast, television, and streaming series. Let's get back to reviews. Christina, please give us just a, a brief uh, look at death and other details on Hulu. Yes, so it's a Hulu murder mystery, as you may guess from the title. And if you're thinking, didn't I just watch, you know, A Murder at the End of the World, which is another Hulu murder mystery centered on, uh, you know, a beautiful young white woman who's somehow in the center and sleuthing it all out? Yes. Um, but I would say the two shows have really different vibes. Um, in this one, 
you have a lot of humor. You have a lot of camp. There are over-the-top silly accents, a lot of beautiful, intricate, impractical clothes and globe trotting and set pieces, um, which actually make for a pretty fun show. Um, and I think part of the reason why is that casting of Mandy Patinkin, for those who have been following him for a long time, he's able to sort of bring this heart to characters that might otherwise be prickly, um, but his ability to play someone with a strong moral center really shines in this show, which is a fun kind of caper murder mystery boat voyage type show that is just sort of a joy to watch in terms of beautiful performances and stunning visuals and a plot that clips nicely along they are releasing it weekly and I would suggest watching it that way because as much fun as the world is to vision to visit you can certainly uh, max out on its cuteness sometimes but once a week it's perfect. We're talking about the mystery, death, and other details. It's streaming on Hulu. Uh, there are three episodes out currently, with the fourth to be released next Tuesday. There'll be a total of ten episodes of the series. Christina Escobar with us from latinamedia.co and Danette Chavez of Prime Timer. There are TV critics today. Danette, please tell us about uh, the Paramount Plus and Showtime thriller The Woman in the Wall. Just like the Netflix series, Dairy Girls taught viewers about the troubles in Ireland. This is a show that also entertains as it enlightens uh, the audience about another dark chapter in Irish history. Uh, this one lasted for centuries. Um, the Magdalene laundries or asylums were a kind of juvenile detention center for young women who became pregnant or, you know, Maybe the term, the the um, euphemism for it back then would have been, you know, wayward, in trouble, um, and you know, it it doesn't sit, it it it, it doesn't get like mired in that history. Uh, it's more interested in exploring um, the. The, the impact on both the young women who gave birth to children they never saw again, and also the children who were placed into homes, you know, not not knowing much about their family history. Um, it stars Ruth Wilson and Daryl McCormick, and they're both such magnetic performance uh, performers. Excuse me, um, they and they bring very different energies to the show. Ruth Wilson is someone who like. Whenever you hear she's cast in something, you know you want to watch it, whether it's his dark materials, the affair, Luther, and she brings this real live wire energy as a mother who is really prepared to do anything to find out what happened to the child she was forced to give up. And Daryl McCormick, who, you know, is probably more, people are probably more familiar with his work in Good Luck to Leo Grand, um, just very charismatic, and, you know, he has to kind of uh, muffle that here, you know, he's still very soulful, but, you know, he, he is playing someone who, um, who is uh, trying to solve a mystery of his own, and his story intersects with uh, Ruth Wilson's, the character of Lorna, and um, it's on a weekly release. Again, something that you want to take your time with. It's kind of funny that we end, that that emerged as a theme, um, but, you know, like, 
I, I do think appointment television is coming back anyway, right? So we might as well get used to it. We're talking about The Woman in the Wall, which uh, releases a new episode every Friday on Paramount+. Plus. Tomorrow it's going to be the second episode in the six-episode series. It also airs Sunday nights on Showtime Network, The Woman in the Wall. And Christina, I know you recently gave a TEDx talk titled Actually Everyone's Not a Critic and Why It Matters. We have just a couple minutes for you to share with us what you spoke about. Yeah, thank you so much, Larry. So I think in savvy audiences, there's a growing awareness of the need for the folks who are in front of the camera and behind the camera of the stuff we watch to match our actual population. But one thing I've noticed is that there hasn't been broadly that same level of awareness on the need for critical bodies to also match our general population. And while listeners to this show may, because you do such a good job curating a diverse and interesting list of critics may not know that for the general reader checking Rotten Tomatoes, white guys write two thirds of movie reviews despite making up 30% of the population, while way on the other side, black women, Asian women, indigenous women, and Latina women together write just 4% of movie reviews, despite making up 20% of the population and buying more movie tickets. So there's a disparity there. And the reason why I wanted to give the TEDx talk on it was to raise awareness of that fact, but also to push people to understand the ways that what we read and reading a lifetime of that disproportionate perspective affects us, that it shapes our ideas of quality and whose voices matter and whose stories matter, and then to give them a toolbox about what we can do about it, right? Like as audience members, as consumers, as people who read reviews and care about movies and television, that we have some power in the marketplace. And so in the talk, I guide folks on how to make a difference and how to um, help push our critical conversation forward so that we can have a world that's, you know, for everybody. Christina, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I'm going to have to go online and, and watch the talk that you gave. Sounds sounds important. Thank you. And you're the perfect you. person to, to share that message. We love having you as a part of our TV talk on AirTalk. Same to you, Danette Chavez. Thank you both for being with us. Danette's editor-in-chief of Primetimer, Christina Escobar, co-founder of latinamedia.co. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Air Talks TV Talk from LAS 89.3. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.